Welcome to the Bite Size Book Club podcast, She Well Read. We're your hosts, Alana and Samra, and we're two black girls in our mid-20s who are on a journey to get back into reading. Our goal is to encourage women to not only read any and everything, but to also read at your own pace. Each episode, we take a bite-sized approach to reading by breaking down one chapter of a book and diving into a multitude of topics. We see reading as a source of empowerment and want to bring people together through shared experiences and provide a platform that promotes reading as a source of empowerment. Thanks for being here and let's get on to the show. Hey, well-read baddies. Welcome to another episode of She Well Read. I'm Alana. And I'm Samra. And today we have another special guest for our Black 365 mini-sode collections that y'all know we love to do. Chris from The Monthly is joining us today. Welcome, Chris. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's the deal? Yeah, this has been a long time coming, y'all. Like, we are real-life pod friends with Chris. We love The Monthly over here. We're all about Coochie Gang. So, yeah, yeah this Yes, this has been a long time coming, and we're so excited to have Chris on the show today. So, Chris, for all the people who don't know you yet and who are about to get to know you, tell us about yourself. Okay, so like Lana said, my name is Christian Cross. I go by Chris at The Monthly. I am a reproductive health advocate. I'm a self-published author. A lot of people don't like saying that, but I like to say that because I did my thing. I am a self-published author. Arthur. And I am, again, a podcaster. My podcast advocates for reproductive and period health and rights for all with priority to my BIPOC women and girls. Period. We love to see it. Yes. So, Chris, um, first of all, we love you so much and we're thankful for all the work that you're doing regarding reproductive rights and the fact that you are targeting women that look like us. That's really a beautiful thing. I love seeing it. We all do. The more we know, the more we can explore, the more that we can learn, the more that we can be pleasured. (laughs) That, all of it. No, all of it. (laughs) So, right. Yes to all that. So if all that is to say, um, is your self-published book something that people can to can read and learn more about themselves and kind of explore the journey of their like sexual health and things like that. So it's more so on the scale of, it's like a how to towards the end, but in the beginning it details my direct journey with PCOS. PCOS is polycystic ovary syndrome and I've had it for almost 15 years now. Um, and in that journey, I got diagnosed with endometriosis. I got diagnosed with stage two at the age of 29. Um, and now I have stage three. There are four different stages. So um, it really more so chronicalizes what I went through from like adolescence all the way up until like the fibroid surgery that I had. And then it's more so towards the end, like a how to. So I talk about red flag phrases when people tell you, oh, it's just your period. Oh, you're in pain again. Or, you know, red flag phrases like that, because they can come from anywhere. They can come from a stranger on the street. They can come from your family members. They can come from a coworker. But I wrote it so that way the person that is dealing directly with the condition, they will know how to educate more because one of two things are going to happen. Either that person is going to choose to continue to be ignorant or uneducated 
or they're going to want to do more research and want to be an advocate after that. Either way, it's stuck on their minds. And so I talk about those things, how to advocate for yourself in the doctor's office before a surgery, before you have your baby, how to talk that shit and have a list of questions if you feel like something is going on, not letting them gaslight you, asking them what type of prescriptions that, I, that I'm going to be on, you know, things of that nature. So it's more of like a basis about my journey with my reproductive condition, but how you can combat it and or be an advocate for people that deal with stuff like that. So this book is literally for everybody, for the care partner that cares for the person with the condition, of course, the person with the condition, people that want to learn more, maybe have been dealing and experiencing some things and want to know, hey, does this apply to me? It's literally for, I I try to make it for every demographic. Just 30 quick pages of your time. My forward is actually by my partner as well. She wrote my forward. So shout out to Dominique Smith. For the forward on Coochie Talk. The name of the book is Coochie Talk Basic Sentiments for Knowing Thy Coochie. That's the name of the book. (laughs) And I'm so in love with the name on top of everything else that the book is about. But first of all, shout out to you for taking the time to chronicalize these types of things because I think something like PCOS, it's like you'll, you'll see it in the media and you'll see it on TikTok, you'll see it on all these things, but you don't really know what it is. Because it's, I feel like it's also that thing of every symptom is a symptom for everything. So being able to actually pinpoint, okay, but if you're experiencing these specific types of symptoms, then this is potentially what you need to look into and that you may have. And then on top of that, you're going into how you can talk to your doctor about it, talk to your loved ones about it. Like, I feel like that is like that type of conversation, especially with us coming off of sexual health month last month is super important topics to talk about. Um, Especially like, because I remember when I was having those types of things, when I first started puberty and got my period and I mean, it was like the horror story of horror stories. I feel like, like I like w- at one point was like crawling to my mom's bedroom, like mom, I'm in so much pain, like something's got to give. And I was lucky enough to like have a parent who listened and was open to all of the options right. that I had of dealing with that. So I think it kind of goes hand in hand with this also, like knowing your options, knowing the symptoms. And yeah, I just love how you break all that down, especially 30 pages or less because- you know, our attention spans, they ain't that long. <laughs> right. Like I'm learning that just with this podcasting shit. I'm learning that. So I knew diving off into something that was uncharted waters for me, if you will. Like, cause I love to read. I like to think of myself as a logophile, a lover of words. Like I love to read. So, but writing a book, it's a whole different arena you know what i'm saying you really have to put a thought process into it you have to make sure you're punctuated you have to make sure your grammar is correct you can politically correct anyway you have to make sure so many things and there's so many little dots you have to dot and t's you have to cross and so in writing that yeah it's it's it was a journey for sure for that 30 pages plus that cover baby it was a journey. <laughs> Listen, you don't have to tell me. I'm in school right now, as y'all know, writing these papers. Hell, even two, three, five pages gives me anxiety. So 30, hello? Which also, you talk about how you're self-published. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because a lot of our listeners and a lot of people who comment on our social medias are always like, we want to know about self-publishing. And we're like, girl, we do. We don't write books. We don't do that. We read them. But we can try to point you in the right direction. <laughs> 
So can you talk fair about enough. that? Yes, fair enough. So um, with me, literally, I'm just a person of research. And just, I, I want to, if I can get my hands on it and do it without having to ask the next person and I can figure it out, I'm going to do that. So it was, it started literally with a simple Google search, you know, how to write my first, cause it's an ebook. So how to write my first ebook. And so of course you get all the fluff and for a hundred million dollars, we can do this, 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 this. Ain't nobody got time for that. So KDP, which is Amazon book publishing and the Lulu bookstore, they both have it to where people like y'all and me can write books, can be able to go through a process of formatting with guidance. Once you do your base format or whatever rough draft or whatnot for what your, um, your writings are. And then from there, they'll help you structure it. And if you want it hardback or paperback, or if you want it to be an ebook, Lulu is a way easier distribution um, outline or, or platform, if you will. So I went the Lulu route. My book is on the Lulu bookstore. However, I'm currently working through KDP and Amazon because everybody that purchased the ebook, I'm going to automatically send them a free version of the hardback once I get that together. It's just my thank you for them because I released it on my birthday this year. So it was my thank you for them buying it as a birthday gift to me, so to speak. And I just want to thank them or be able to thank them for doing that. So I'm really excited about that. But self-publishing is easy. You just have to put your mind to it. You can't like have your mom wondering at 16 different things at once. You really have to set aside time. Like I allotted myself time every weekend or every off day or whatever towards the book. And then once I started to see, okay, it's crunch time. Okay, bitch, go ahead and finish the rest. You almost done. So, but yeah, it really is easy. You just really have to put your mind to it. Well, I mean, you made it sound easy, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a constant process. Every single decision step that you take, there's always going to be a little roadblock because they want to see how much you actually want to publish this book or whatever it is that your goal is. So like, you know, easy, but like you did that girl. So thank you. <laughs> give you the props. There you go. Um, thank you. <laughs> so, of course. Um, so I guess another question that makes me that you speaking made me think about was um, kind of like the the overarching message that you want your readers of your ebook, your future hard copy book to take away from um, from your book. So your with writing. that. Yeah. So with that, I'll kind of put that hand in hand with my podcast, because what I want people to take away from both, since they literally like are the same thing, is a sense of self-care, self-autonomy. Hey, knowing that one, you're not alone and two, somebody else truly relates to what you have going on or what your spouse has going on or what your family member has going on. So in reading this or listening to an episode of my podcast, that's what I want people to be able to take away from that. Also that it's a safe space. I wanted to be able to cultivate the following with my coochie gang 
to know that you can DM me outside of this and we can talk about whatever issue you have going on. I, like a lot of my close homies, they text me all the time. Like, And I, sometimes I tell girl, you're going to have to go talk to your doctor. <laughs> like, because you're not going to do something I told you to do and then you get gangrene or something crazy. No, we're not doing that. So... <laughs> Sometimes I have to like really curve them in advice and like, friend, all I can tell you is what I deal with that, but you need to go to your doctor or whatever for, you know, cause I'm not a healthcare professional. And I like to use that disclaimer because again, like I told y'all earlier, I'm not going to be on USA today. Like I'm a fake doctor or a fake this and no, no, no. That's why I will be doing. I'm just a girl. And all this girl is doing is spreading a message from a relatable standpoint. <laughs> so that's literally all I'm doing. Like, I, you would be so surprised of how much we don't know about our bodies. A few weeks back, I did a Fem Facts, because y'all know I do Fem Facts and stuff on TikTok and my other social media on Sundays. And then I do Coochie Talk Wednesdays on Wednesdays. And so a few weeks back, I did a Fem Facts about your hymen and how you can possibly break your hymen and not know you did it. A lot of people were like, what is a hymen? Like, I didn't even know I had that. Wow. So this is where I do what I do because you'd be surprised at who, you know, you're giving some knowledge to. And I make sure I do thorough research when I do things. And I tell people to cite me and tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't have every experience, you know? And that's why I have the guests that I do on my podcast. I vet the people that I put on my podcast. This is what, I mean, you know, Sam, are you on an episode? In season one. So, you know, I literally, I bet as hard as I can before I even ask people to be a part of my podcast. And I do my own research and do double research. So I won't be out here spreading misinformation because that's 98% of what's going on in the world anyway. So I'm trying to be the 2%. <laughs> it's very rare. And I, that's why you're the 2%. Because you'll hear everybody talking about, like, I just, like, almost creating this like halo effect around or on top of them so that anything they say you're supposed to like take as bible and it's like you don't know <laughs> so for you to say like i'm just telling my experience and hopefully that helps somebody and feel free to fucking like check me that's i love to hear it right i'm like the person is like okay you could do a body k though like <laughs> You know, who said, don't quote me on that though. However, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and then, it out. right. And then, speaking of your show and your podcast, like, what made you, like, what was the push that you had to be like, okay, I'm going through all these experiences. Now I'm going to turn it to a podcast. I'm going to have these specific guests and these specific topics. Like, talk to us about that journey a little bit. Sure, sure. So, my catalyst for doing it, I got suspended from a Fortune 500 company, Costco, um, for, <laughs> for uh, my ovarian cyst ruptured at work. I had an ovarian cyst ruptured at work. I went to the I went to the hospital via ambulance on a gurney from my desk at work. And when I came back like three days later after resting like the doctor ordered, I was told that I'm going to be suspended an extended six days for those four unexcused absence days. God, America gets 
on my nerves, specifically corporate America, because I mean, I could go down a whole rabbit hole of why, but I'm gonna let you continue. So, no, no, felt, trust me. So after that, like, it was like a week and some change of not working. So I literally missed a check. Because, you know, five work days a week. Then I'm already the weekend. Because the, what they'll do is, oh, no, ho, we not counting your off days as the suspended days. You're going to have your off days. You're going to be suspended. And then you're going to come back. So I had a lot of time on my hands. I was in here, like, crawling the walls like Peter fucking Parker, losing it. And so I was talking to my partner. I'm telling her, like, babe, I'm just going to make another social media, like, a burner or something, just venting, talking my shit, because fuck these people, and yeah, yeah. And then she was like, why don't you just do a podcast? So we can thank Dawn for that, because, you know, I was just going to be like that cat on the meme, and I was just going to type and type and type and type and type till I couldn't anymore about, you know, talking shit about everybody. But no, she, suggest- she suggested that. So um, after that, I went home. I went back home. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas, right outside of Dallas. So um, I uh, went back home. I met a guy named Kenneth Smith Porter um, with Dallas Wall Street Media, and he helped me, like, bring the vision together. So if you go back and you look at my first, like, five or six episodes, they were filmed by him before he lost the studio. So um, he helped me create the vibe and cultivate the vibe that way. And when, you know, we did end up splitting up and having a split up anyway, I was able to kind of spread my rings. It was Rocky writing like season five, six, seven, I mean, season seven, episode like five, six, seven, but you know, I gathered my bearings and I figured it out and okay, we're not using zoom no more. Let's do this. Okay. Quit being a chicken, use your iPhone, you know, like, so there was progression in that and i mean we cultivated what we got today october it actually is a year and a half of the monthly this month so on the 21st it'll be a year and six months a year and a half so oh my gosh that's so exciting right it doesn't even seem like that long right it goes by so fast we next year will be our five-year anniversary and i'm like really how (laughs) like where did the time go it's insane but that's so amazing that like and i love that your girl your girlfriend helped you with that she was like bro just make a podcast like is is real that (laughs) that is so real though yeah all that extra just do this yeah right and like she then now she's been so instrumental the entire time like the entire time she's my cameraman like i was telling you guys earlier she's my muscle when i go do speaking engagements she's my cameraman she's my agent she's my manager like roll me like everything she's literally all in one and i can't do nothing so love you babe (laughs) we love a supportive partner um okay so you've talked about a little bit of your advocacy work which we have seen firsthand your advocacy work was this amazing you're I have I feel like you have your hands in so many different things and it's so amazing to watch you grow and I'm like yes Chris keep going so talk to us about how that kind of started and your speaking engagement and then also you had a whole event Cushy Talks Live so tell us about that too Indeed, indeed. Yes, Coochie Talks Live was amazing. Yes, I'm definitely going to get to that in a second. But this advocacy work is not 
for the week, y'all. When I tell y'all, y'all people, if you want to go into advocacy work for whatever it is your passion is or think something that you feel strongly about, go into it wholeheartedly and do your research. Those are like my two biggest takeaways from doing this type of stuff because a lot of people do things in, I currently live in Oklahoma City, so it's not big, but it's not small, but it's like everyone knows everyone, you know? I know we all know about those type of towns everywhere. We so In Birmingham, it's the same it's, way. <laughs> see? So, like, the demographic is a little bit more condensed here. So what I had to do, because I knew naturally my podcast following was going to be in Texas. That's where I'm from. So it started out when I started the monthly, before the advocacy work, like 99% of my following was there. But it's since branched out because you do the legwork and the word of mouth comes and the sharing and the analytics and all of that comes after that. However, when you branch off into advocacy work, it's never going to be like, okay, so someone's going to ask me and then I'm going to go do, it's not like that. You literally have to stick your foot in somewhere. So one night I was scrolling Instagram and um, I happened up on an organization called Period Inc. They are based out of Portland, Oregon. And what they do, they are student based and led. However, there are like three different tiers. There's like a corporate tier for like, let's just say, um, period at, at, at Apple, if Apple decided to have a chapter. And then there's a community tier, which is Minds, and Minds is like the Inc. Advocates of Oklahoma City. There's a university chapter, because my sister chapter is OU, University of Oklahoma. So there's different tiers, and you can serve on different levels. And so Minds specifically, what we do, we try to get free menstrual products into schools, because I used to work for the Oklahoma City Public School District. Um, also like just public spaces. So clubs, of course, stuff like that, just period products, stations, just out, you know, just amongst common areas. Um, also the incarcerated, the homeless, like, so we branch out a little more than schools and stuff like that. We know a little bit more cause we're the community base. And so, um, I'm the founder and president. My girlfriend is our vice president and co-founder. And, you know, we really try to get out in the community to spread that word and help the less fortunate. Oklahoma is one of 21 states that still has a period tax, which is like the tax on menstrual products. And so we are working really hard. I'm also a part of the Oklahoma ta Tampon Tax Coalition, so we can get rid of the pink tax is what they call it. Um, so we are working really hard to do that. I'm actually having an event on the 13th, um, for our period action day state of the period is like September 29th through October 31st for period Inc. Um, but October 14th is period action day. So, um, all of those key States that still have the tampon tax, we are considered like target States to have period product drives and stuff like that. Try to rally people to go vote. Um, when the next Senate or House bill is, you know, looking to get passed and things like that. So this advocacy work is for real. And you really have to be ready for it because you think you're going to help a certain amount or a certain demographic of people. And it won't even go that way. You just have to be open and you have to stay ready. But it's a rewarding work just to be able to help somebody like that does me a world of good. I'm good from there. That's why you're. That's why you're the president, period. <laughs> uh, 
Because she said, I'm here for the right reasons. I'm here to Why? be a person. I feel like that's always your mission at the end of the day. That's really? Like, it, I mean, I feel it, it should be like that for everybody. It's just, like I always say, just in conversation, it's a basic regard for human life. Like, why wouldn't you want to make sure somebody don't mess up their clothes or somebody is insecure in something that makes them vulnerable once a month? Like, why not? Like, you know? More like three weeks out of the whole month. Like, when you really do the math and whatever of all of the different cycles that your period goes through before you even have a period... Like I'm a normal person for a week. <laughs> like, about it. So I it's like I'm trying to try to take this vacation here, and then I gotta try to hump on bay down here. But shit, this two week, this two weeks is questionable, girl. I, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel yeah. you. Like I literally had to break it down to my boyfriend. I'm like, yeah, you think it's just a one week thing? It's not. And he's like, as we've been together, he's like, oh, I know. Like I can. He's like, okay. I can tell when it's coming. He's like, you start acting a certain way, and I know how to act accordingly. And I'm like, listen, Here, that's what matters. You know how to act. Go on, boyfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. It was funny. Don't touch me three days before that. Don't touch me. Hmm. It's before you even start. Just don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't say men stupid. Because that's, that's what I asked. I was like, what's like the, the worst? And I was like, I'm not going to get mad. I was like, what's the worst thing? Or like how you know I'm about to be on my period? He was like, yo mouth. <laughs> I was weak. I was like, damn. My bad, dog. He was all like, listen. That's I what... love the honesty. Real. It's real over here. Uh, but, that's, but that's amazing. Like all of the things you're talking about are so important. And we want all of our listeners right now, pause the episode, go follow Chris, go find the monthly, go support your local groups of, that she just talked about, like Period Inc. If you have one in your area, if you're in a state, which I'm probably sure, I'm probably sure Alabama is probably. There's like 470 chapters across the United States. So nine times out of 10, your state has a period chapter. Alabama, you know, anything, not anything like that. I'm like, yeah, Alabama's probably one of those states. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that's, so, that's amazing. And I, I didn't even know about what, what is it called? Period Action Day? Yes, it's called Period Action Day. It's annually. It's every October or like I think it's they consider it the second Saturday in October every year. Mm-hmm. And this year is just October 14th. This is my first one because our chapter became active back in February. So um, we're still fa- fairly new. We're not like quite a year old yet. But the love we received and just like I said, OU, of course, is the bigger chapter. And they've embraced us in so many ways. Like they asked me to come and speak last week when I went out to OU to go speak to them. Like that had been like some months in the making. And so they were like, it's perfect. September's PCOS month. You have PCOS and we already love what you talk about on your personal platform and you're our sisters. So come to our first general body meeting. Wow. You love to, and it's those types of connections that it's like, chef's kiss. You love to see Yes. And then you yeah. you recently went to the Capitol too, didn't you? Yes, back in April. I went to go uh lobby for healthcare back in uh April in DC. That was such a gratifying experience. Like if you were a nerd like me and like you tap through the C SPAN channels and like MSNBC. So it's like seeing all these people, like 
I don't know what me and my partner out there, my homegirl that was with me, I don't know why we got this lucky, but one of the security officers was like, hey, you want these tickets to go see them live vote in the Senate? We were like, hell yeah. So we went and like they took, I mean, like all the shit that you see on Scandal and Designated Survivor and fucking 24 and all the patting down and taking your shit, that is real. They locked all of our devices, purse. We went in there with suit and hands. They locked all of our stuff up. We went through, like, you know how you go to the airport and you have to put your hands up through the, it was like six yeah. of those wow. before we went to the Senate. So by the time we got in the Senate chambers, they had just finished voting and they were just standing all down around mingling on the Senate floor. But it's like, you see Mitch McConnell, you see Dianne Feinstein, you see the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, you see all these people that you see on television that's getting their asses ripped every week. So it's like you're seeing them in person. It was it was a really gratifying experience. I got to talk to um, just some, uh, what do you call them? They're like uh, staffers, if you will. Of yeah, staffers. Yeah, from out here in Oklahoma. If they're sending offices out there in D.C., um, I got to meet some others. It was a very gratifying experience. And it's like one of those, if you know, you know things. You can't go into a gullible. Like, do your fucking research. I can't stress that enough. Like, seriously. But it was fun, though. It was. That's amazing. Yeah, I went to, I've been to D.C. a couple times. And one time, you know, I got to see the um, Shirley Chisholm portrait. And I got to take a picture right there. And I got to go to Congress, our Congresswoman, Congresswoman Terry Sewell's office. Mm-hmm. I met her once. I met her a couple times, actually. And she's amazing. An amazing person. That's so but it's but it's like you said, it's kind of like one of those experiences, like, oh my gosh, like they're really like right there, like celebrity really sightings. <laughs> yeah, it was wicked. It was cool though. It was cool. It was just security did not play. Don't even look like you want to say bomb. Like Right. Like you and then those intrusive thoughts come in, like, what if I just don't do it? Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't even think about it. <laughs> Because they're going to, I mean, it's Big Brother. You're out there with Big Brother. So they're going to know you're doing it and they're going to yank your ass out the line. And then you're going to be in like one of those interrogation rooms with no one else. Just like yep. on the TV. Yep. That's so, exactly yeah. it. Oh my goodness. Okay. Sarah. Yeah, Sarah's <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Look at her face. <laughs> I'm so weak. Uh, but okay. So, you know, obviously we are the Bite Size Book Club podcast. So we got to talk about more about i should say we've been talking about your book but reading in general what type of books do you read not only just to keep yourself educated on the topics that you talk about but like just in general like what do you read for fun those types of things so i'm a granny y'all in this last year i got into audiobooks before that i mean and i still have hard book hard copies of a lot of the stuff that i've listened to via audiobook but it's such a soothing instance or experience. Like I listen to audiobooks on I'm walking to work because I don't live far from where I work. So I walk to work. You know, I listen to it while I'm doing other remote work or cooking or, you know, whatever. Like literally we'll have it on the big Bluetooth speaker listening, you know. And then sometimes I'll be in the middle of something and my girl will come in from work like, oh, what you listening to today? Like because she knows that, you know, I started this. But I've had this knack for celebrity memoirs since I started. The very first book I read was Will. I have an app on my phone called Libby, 
And, you know, I know y'all know about Libby because y'all know about every freaking thing. I learned about book apps from y'all. I ain't fucking knew existence. <laughs> we stand with Libby. <laughs> no, for real. But yeah, Libby, for those that don't know, you literally, if you own a library card, you plug in that library card number and whatever virtual title or hardback PDF version of a book you can think of, for the most part, they'll have it. And it's right there available to you on your phone. And so I've been swearing by Libby since like June of last year. And Will was the first memoir by Will Smith was the first memoir I read. And I was hooked from there. Like right now, I'm listening again to Jennifer Lewis, the mother of Black Hollywood. That one is on my list. It's good. This is my second listen. So yeah, it's dope. But yeah, but you know, I mean, and then like, I'm cool with the memoirs where it's not read by the author or the celebrity, but I favor those. Like, I really wish Rick Ross had read Hurricanes. Rick Ross's first book, I would have lit. Like, the guy that narrates it is great. He's good. But I could just hear Rick, like, you know, like, I just, I really really wish he had read his own book. But yeah, I'm into the celebrity memoir audiobooks at this time that's what I decompress from if you will when I'm not listening to music (laughs) I really gotta get on the audiobooks oh my god I feel like I tried it and then I like I don't know if it was just because I I don't know what it was I even listened to but I think that it was hard for me to I'm not really an auditory learner per se, so I don't know if it really works for my brain. But I think that when people are reading it, like you're saying, their own book, like someone was saying yeah. that. It's more enticing. Yeah. Like I would have loved her. And I kind of still, I think I will listen to Jeanette read freaking, uh, I'm glad. I told died. y'all, I'm glad my mom died. Yes. So when I saw that that was y'all's next season, I went and downloaded it. And remember I messaged when y'all was like, damn it, that's on hold. I can't read it along yeah. with y'all. Episode, I was pissed. But when I did get a hold of it, I was like, damn, it's everything they was talking about in the episode. It, Jeanette wasn't playing no games and it, Jeanette read down. And it's a really good read. So it was just like, yeah, it's very rewarding to listen to. And it's her firsthand account, you know, reading her life. It was amazing. So, yeah, go on and get on it. Yeah, I, I like listened to clips of it, like on TikTok and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm glad I read this like visually first before hearing any of this. Because God damn, like it, it hits you different when you hear it from the person. Like, it's a whole yes, different it does. experience. But, Samra, uh, hot tea slash news that I don't think a lot of people know about yet because it literally came out today. If you are a Spotify premium member, Spotify is rolling out that you'll get 15 hours of free audiobooks a month. And I don't know how it's going to be structured. It's I know it, like, in the U.S., they said it's going to come, like, later in the year, like, probably in the winter season, uh, but I am very intrigued because I, I saw their whole audiobook rollout, but I was like, eh, I'm not really into this. And you still got to pay for it on top of your subscription. Like, eh, not really wow. feeling it. But now that you get 15 free hours, if you're already a premium member, I'm like, now this I can get down with. 
Because right. I kind of venture into audiobooks too a little bit. Because I'm like Samra, I'm more of like a visual person. Like I got to see the words and stuff like that. But books like I'm Glad My Mom Died or even, oh my gosh, Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan or freaking even Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. I would love to listen to those. Oh my God. I listened to Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. It is also like, please. That was one of my early reads when I first got Libby too. Please, y'all. Yeah. If y'all can't, even if you don't even want to just listen to it in your headphones, like have it out like on the Bluetooth speaker with a glass of wine or something. Or if you're like myself, a proponent of cannabis, you know, <laughs> have your little dupe the dude on the side and the, uh, you know, your little sprinkles. Okay, little sprinkles. Little something. You know, and enjoy your book. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm not a doctor. Okay. <laughs> she said I'm not an expert. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. So this is something random that I have been seeing on TikTok a lot. I don't know if either of y'all have seen this, but there have been a bunch of teachers coming online, which I don't know how ethical this is, but they're like, y'all's kids can't read. And they're like, y'all's kids are in the third, fourth, fifth sixth grade reading on a second grade reading level those two years of the pandemic can't be all on us that's on you y'all are not parenting y'all are not teaching your children how to read yes y'all seen yes i've seen the discourse and i i've seen the back and forth and i've seen both sides but i'm on the side with the teachers when we were growing up like my mama did not play about that especially reading. She did not play about getting her You better be hooked on phonics, bitch. Period. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. I was, girl, I was talking to my partner. I was like, our kids are not about to watch TV before they can read. That's my new thing. Because I'm like, no, my Book that screen my time, man. Because I wouldn't want to read either if I could watch TV. <laughs> Like, if I had TikTok and TikTok could teach me everything, if I didn't even have to read Wikipedia, like, they don't even have to read Wikipedia now. People will summarize it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, AI write seconds. your paper. Like, these children will, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to do, but I was just wondering if, I mean, I know you're not working in schools anymore necessarily, but if you- I'm still an educator, though. Like, I you do, are. so- Yes. So my current job, I am a virtual tutor for student literacy students in Texas and Los Angeles. So I'm still in the education world. I'm just not in the classroom setting anymore, which I, which is a love hate relationship, a hate relationship because all of the violence and now there is such a disconnect. That's why, of course, I'm naturally going to side with the educator, with the teacher, because there is such a disconnect now in schools as apart from the teacher actually teaching the material and then these kids having a Chromebook. I was a substitute teacher when I was still working in the classroom setting. So of course I've dealt with all grades and all subjects, all course subjects. And in the last maybe two to three years of me doing that, there's a outline on the dry erase board and it's log into Canvas and the lessons is this is I'm not teaching shit. I'm passing out worksheets. These kids are not grasping because they're not being the motor skills are limited 
because there's not a human person. I mean, in this AI shit finna take over. So shit, you know, motherfuckers might be out of some jobs after a few years. If you really, you know, just sit back, all jokes aside and think about it. But the there's so much of a disconnect in classrooms. And even with this virtual stuff, like that first few months I was tutoring kids in Los Angeles, these poor babies didn't have a fun chance. It was either the teacher's not giving a fuck. So like when these kids would have um, camera or audio issues, they gave these babies little weak ass earbuds to be able to hear me talking and half the time they couldn't hear me. And so it was really bad in that first six months of me doing this. So my hope was a little limited in the school system, not the student, because uh, I'm worried about the student because, okay, they're getting limited visibility with education at school. And then now these parents are saying this shit. Y'all know these kids is not going home. They might tell them to do their homework one fucking time. That's if they tell them. But they're not sitting down with them doing the shit. Or they're not enforcing or reiterating the fact that it needs to be done. So these kids is screen time kids. Like you said, the shit's getting shown on TikTok. And that's how you get all the misinformation. And, you know, it's just, I could fucking talk all day about that. But I won't. But Johnny had... (laughs) Johnny had five apples. Okay. Y'all gotta stop. <laughs> I know it's like it's like a yeah, but like I'm kinda worried. It's it's, it's not funny. Bro, ha, ha, ha. It's, not. it's not funny, ha ha. It's funny concerning. Like, yes it's a thought like it's a thought it makes you think for real for real mm-hmm. so this is a psa to all the parents listening right now log off and go help your kids with their homework oh, like, hey. or give them a book or something hey, you come back y'all remember something. that book that came out like years i mean that book that song that came out read a book read a book read a motherfucking book like somebody made a song <laughs> go find it on youtube when we get off where to god Go find it, it off, and then y'all DM me or we gotta make a TikTok with that. <laughs> you doing? Yeah, go find the audio, go find the video on YouTube, so y'all can get a good kiki, and then uh-huh. do some content. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna link it in this episode too because I can already tell that shit gonna be hilarious. Probably it's hilarious. He's <laughs> playing the whole fucking song, but they preaching though, right? But they're talking about real shit, real period. That's my speaking kind of song. Right. Speaking of real shit, because y'all know I'm the Segway Queen, are there any books that we should read or other people should read or follow or people we should follow to learn more about sexual and reproductive health that you recommend? Outside of obviously following the monthly. Of course. So shout out to Libby once again. There are two different books. One is more so like Okay, girl, make sure you talk to your coochie and you're talking to it right because this is the only one you get and you've got to take care of it. This book is called Pussy Power by Black Girl Bliss. It is a really good read. I read it, read it, and it's a four-hour audio book. Such a good read. It's more like on some rites of passage, ritual, speaking manifestations and inspiration into your cooch. So it's a really good read. It's called, again, Pussy Power by black girl bliss and the other one is called um what is the other one called p 
Period Power by Nadia Okamoto. She is the former executive director of Period Inc. And she made, yeah, she's 25 and she's fucking on Kylie Jenner status in the period world. Like she's a, like she's an entrepreneurial fucking visionary and but like it all deals with like menstrual and reproductive stuff and period power is more so her breaking down menstrual cycles not being taboo or forbidden to talk about and just debunking some stigmas and myths when it comes to your menstrual cycle so those are two really really good reads both of them are of course audiobooks i think the period power is another like four or five hour audiobook but yeah both of them dope reads highly recommend and we will be linking in the description of this episode per usual love to see it okay chris well obviously we could kiki with you and talk with you all day long but let's wrap this sucker up tell the people what is next on your tbr list and also any projects that you have coming up how they can follow you how they can stay connected and all the things awesome awesome so let's go ahead and get into this um to be read next in my next book. Carrie Washington is about to release her memoir, Thicker Than Water. I watched her ABC News interview with Robin Roberts. She found out that her parents used a sperm donor to birth her. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. So I was 63rd. I'm such a nerd about this. I actually checked earlier today. I was fucking 63rd in line for the book when it went on hold, right? When I checked it today, I'm 49, but my library added 19 more copies, but there's like five heads to a copy right now. So now I went from 63 to 49 in the queue. So I'm waiting. So if y'all do another season, you know, I don't know, maybe season seven. Add this book, because I know this is highly anticipated. That is my next read. So I'm kind of listening and rereading over old shit because I want to be ready for when they say I can borrow that one because I'm going to need all seven days and I hope to be done with it in two. So we got a bitch. Okay, for real. So The Thicker Than Water by Carrie Washington. Um, what I have coming up um, in, like they were saying, everybody, my, you can find me on YouTube. You can find me wherever audio podcasts are heard. You can find me on all socials at the monthly. That is T H A monthly, all one word. I'm Chris at the monthly on Facebook, C H R Y S at the monthly. Um, and what do I have coming up? Oh, the monthly after dark. It is a very nasty, raunchy, nasty. More explicit spinoff of my main podcast, The Monthly. If you've ever listened to or watched a visual of my main podcast, The Monthly. Yes, Sarah! <laughs> Y'all can't see it right now, but Sarah just did something very dirty with her mic, and I'm weak. <laughs> that is my eyeballs are fried. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, girl, keep going. But yes, it is... <laughs> A more explicit version, explicit audio spinoff of the monthly podcast. I'm a little bit more polished. I'm raw. I'm uncut on the monthly, but this is shit that'll get me banned. Mark Zuckerberg will put me in Zuckerberg Federal, honey. Elon gonna have my head on a platter, honey. Mr. YouTube man, whatever his name. I'm not gonna be able to release that on any of those platforms. 
But if you would like to be a guest, I'm currently looking for guests for my audio show for February through October of 2024. So if you guys are interested in being dirty and nasty and raunchy and filthy, come talk to your girl, themonthly at gmail.com or DM me on the socials. Um, and yeah, I want y'all at Coochie Talks Live next year. We trying to turn this into like an Essence Fest thing, y'all. So yeah, I know I didn't talk a lot about that. Y'all actually asked me about it early in the podcast, but um, yeah, Coochie Talks Live is just a spinoff of Coochie Talk Wednesdays that I do every Wednesday on my platform. And um, I have a panel of guests and we talk about everything under the sun, reproductive and maternal period health and whatnot. But next year, I'm getting a little bigger. This year was the first one, so it was a lot of hiccups, even though it was sold out. But next year, I'm going to have vendors. I'm going to have a period cramp simulator for the men folk and the women folk who don't really know how bad a period cramp can get. So I'm excited about all that. So make sure that y'all little tinies, y'all little tushies and fannies and coochies even <laughs> is ready for Coochie Talks Live 2024. <laughs> but that's all I got. Thank y'all so much for having me on. This shit has been a long time coming. I'm so glad we finally got to link. Yes. Oh my gosh, Chris. We love you. Thank you for coming on the show. And as per usual, everything will be linked in the description of this episode. But for now, this has been another episode of She Wall Red. I'm Alana. And I'm Sabra. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye.